Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, October 27th. Sunny optimism from every corner of the Democratic Party. And yet absolutely no evidence that a deal is in sight. President Biden is set to leave the United States and head to Europe tomorrow morning. 8.30 a.m. Eastern is when Air Force One is supposed to depart. He's heading to Italy to meet with the Pope and then meet with G20 leaders before he goes on to that COP26 climate summit in Scotland. And he was using this foreign trip as yet another timeline to try and motivate Democratic legislators to wrap up the negotiating and emerge with a deal. Well, I'm recording this podcast at two o'clock in the afternoon or so on Wednesday, and it is very hard to find a sign for a deal anywhere. Now, obviously, that can change in a flash, but it has got to be alarming to Democrats that despite all this talk from moderates and progressives, from the White House to congressional leaders, that this is going to get done, that we're nearly there, that everybody is committed to the notion of getting this across the finish line, all that happy talk is belied by the reality that we don't actually have a deal at this time on Wednesday afternoon. And it's hard to see how one comes together before Biden gets on that plane. You don't have to take my word for it. You can take Nancy Pelosi's word for it. The Speaker of the House was asked by reporters for an update on the status of negotiations as she was leaving a meeting with her whip team today. And she said, quote, when it's ready, it will be ready. As the expression goes, you'll understand when you understand. That was a lot of words that means nothing except for the fact that she has no deal to tout because there is no deal yet. Last night at the White House, both the moderate senators that are the focal point of these negotiations, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, they met with the president. Clearly, it was not a breakthrough meeting to emerge with a deal. And yet, Manchin is still very complimentary of Biden and believes that the Democratic Party is going to get where it needs to get eventually. But he made clear today when talking to reporters, this is not going to be all wrapped up in a very expedient fashion. We're not doing everything today. We're not going to have a complete. This, the Senate's going to take time. You think it's going to happen today in the Senate. We're basically trying to agree to a framework. And the president's been very clear. He'll go over to the House and he'll basically explain to the House that I have a framework but there's still an awful lot of work to be done. There are a couple of key holdups to this deal at the moment as best as we can discern. One, the how to pay for it. As you know, Cinema has said plainly and clearly she will not support anything that raises the corporate tax rate or raises the income tax rate for the wealthiest individuals. With that out of the question, Democrats have been scrambling to find other ways to pay for this bill. And one way that has been floated now is this billionaire's tax. And this is something that would tax assets annually, even before there is a point of sale of those assets where profits are realized. It's a different way of thinking about taxation. Well, guess what? Joe Manchin, not on board with the billionaire's tax. I'm supporting basically that we do, everyone should pay their fair share. And I've just tried to think of it. It, I don't like it. Uh, I, I don't like the connotation that we're targeting different people. 
There's people that basically they've contributed to society. They've created a lot of jobs and invested a lot of money and give a lot to philanthropic uh, pursuits. Uh, but it's time that we all pull together and row together. You may recall Senator Elizabeth Warren, the progressive from Massachusetts, during her presidential campaign, she was running around the country campaigning on this notion of a wealth tax and a billionaire's tax. She was on CNN last night making the case for why this should be included in the bill. So what this proposal is about is to say whenever you're making more than a billion dollars in profits that you report publicly, you're going to have to pay a minimum tax of 15%. It hits about 200 of the biggest companies and most profitable companies in the country, and it will raise a few hundred billion dollars that we can spend on childcare and fighting the climate crisis. And it seems there are three policy areas that are still very much part of heated negotiations of what is to be included and at what dollar point it is to be included. The issue of paid family leave. Kirsten Gillibrand, Democrat of New York, still lobbying Manchin hard to try and get 12 weeks of paid leave into this bill, even though Biden himself said he thinks the most he's going to be able to get is four weeks. The climate provisions are not completely resolved yet, but we may see hundreds of billions of dollars of investment, mostly in incentives to combat climate change. And finally, the Medicare expansion. Dental, hearing, vision for seniors in Medicare. He wants that included in this bill, and that is still clearly not where Joe Manchin is. So these big gaps exist as to why there is no actual deal yet, both on the pay-for side and on the policy side of what's included in the bill. One final and important note here. Remember, the whole reason we're in this extended overtime of negotiation is because House progressives took a stand and they told the president and they told their leadership that bipartisan infrastructure bill would not get their votes that would be needed for passage in the House unless this Build Back Better agenda had full agreement from Senate Democrats and House Democrats and there was a real ironclad framework for how they were going to move forward. Well, now CNN's Capitol Hill team is reporting that at least 40 House progressives are still at this moment refusing to vote yes on that bipartisan infrastructure bill until the House actually passes the Build Back Better bill. This is why these two bills are going to be forever linked, because the president is not going to be able to get one across the finish line without the other one also being completed. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you tomorrow.